0: In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Washington Capitals netminder situation. Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov really need to step up and prove who the number one netminder is in the Washington Capitals organization. Then we'll talk about Nick Backstrom being a nominee for the Masterton Trophy. We'll give you a status update on Alex Ovechkin. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Hershey Bears as they go to the Calder Club playoffs for the 69th time in franchise history. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, we are also on YouTube, so head on over and watch some of the videos. And again, my name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Caps. So, to start it off here, we're going to give you an update on Alex Ovechkin. As you know, that uh, yesterday he fell and hurt himself in the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was driving towards the net, and the goalie stuck his stick out, and he crashed awkwardly into the boards. He left the game and did not return. Alex Ovechkin is day-to-day with an upper body injury. The Capitals announced Monday Ovechkin left Sunday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs after getting tripped by goalie uh, Kulgrin's stick and slamming his left shoulder into the boards. The Capitals did not practice Monday and did not have any media availability. The team was at MedStar Capitals Iceplex for its team photo, allowing us a glimpse at Ovechkin the day after the injury. And if you saw the video online, I guess it is a bit promising. Um, he wasn't in any sort of sling or anything like that. So, I mean, there was no obvious injury there. Um, it's really hard to tell, you know, if there was any sorts of wraps or anything on him underneath his jersey because he was all dressed up for the team photo. And there's a video of him uh, coming out to practice. He looked like he was in pretty good shape. Ovechkin was in full uniform and was not in a sling. Having said that, he did appear to favor his left arm. At one moment, the team applauded an announcement that was made and Ovechkin only moved his right hand. We won't know the severity of the injury, however, or what that means for his uh, availability in the final week of the season or heading into the playoffs until we see his level of participation on the ice even then we may not know the full picture as the team could choose to sit him as a precaution a playoff spot has already been secured and seating is the only thing yet to be determined in the final week and uh, you know I know it's a bit Monday morning quarterback to say this but once the capitals had secured their spot in the playoffs, it you know it just seems like common sense to me that they should have sat some of their starting players. I know that they want to you know uh, potentially have a better seating in the playoffs, but And of course, Alex Ovechkin is going for uh, the goal total. He's going, he's chasing Wayne Gretzky. So I think that, you know, it would probably have been hard uh, to sit uh, Alex Ovechkin. You know, it's a lot of hindsight 2020 stuff that we know what happened, that he got injured. But had he not got injured or we didn't have that knowledge, it wouldn't have really made any sense. But uh, just going forward, maybe sit some of those guys that uh, necessarily don't need to be out there. Maybe you, you uh, give another maintenance day to Nick Baxter or TJ Oshie or John Carlson. I mean, we really need to have all these guys out on the ice as we make our push for the playoffs. We do not need to be down any key players. So the team will hold a morning skate Tuesday to prepare for the night's game against the New York Islanders. That will be our first chance to see if Ovechkin participates and to hear any updates from head coach Peter Laviolette as to his availability for Tuesday's game and beyond. So, I mean, we're really trying to be positive about Alex Ovechkin that he is okay. Um, You know, you always hear that it's next man up, next man up. Like I mentioned yesterday, there's no real next man up for Alex Ovechkin. How do you replace the greatest hockey player of all time or the greatest goal scorer of all time at one point sooner or later? You really can't. So uh, there's questions that surround who will take his place on the top line. And uh, there's no clear answers there. Um, I know that uh, they're not normally put into that position where they have to think about who they're going to put in Alex Ovechkin's spot. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if Alex Ovechkin plays for starters and if he doesn't play, who takes his spot? The article here was in NBC Sports Washington. And uh, J.J. Regan was at practice and he shared some videos of Alex Ovechkin going out on the ice. Uh, Owner Ted Leonsis uh, was um, grabbing onto Alex Ovechkin as he went across the ice to be in the photo as well. So it doesn't seem like, you know, he. it's a, just an all-out injury, like he's debilitated where he can't skate at all or, you know, that that shoulder is messed up that bad. Um, you know, like he said in the article there, you really can't say for sure until you see what color jersey he's wearing at practice tomorrow. And like he said, you might, they might just choose to rest him as a precautionary measure because we need Alex Ovechkin to be healthy. Uh, as we make our way to the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Um, a 50 goal score. I mean, it's not like you can just pull another one of those guys up from Hershey and plug him into the, the lineup. It just doesn't work that way. So we just need to have a positive attitude and hope that, you know, things are going okay with Alex Ovechkin, because if you watch the game on Sunday night, he did, you know, he slammed into the boards pretty awkwardly. And, uh, you know, it was one of the things that, you know, as they, the camera was panned back, it didn't look that serious. But when you saw Ovechkin down on the ice with his head down in the ice, kind of just grimacing in pain, you could tell it was a big deal because Alex Ovechkin is not the kind of guy that shows his emotion. He doesn't show pain that often. I mean, I've seen him sit on the bench and kind of swear under his breath or maybe squint his eyes in pain, but never on the ice just down, uh, down like that. I could tell that something was serious was wrong. And, uh, you know, just as I'm talking to you right now, it just kind of gives me an unsettling feeling that it may be worse than it appears, Um, I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope everything's okay with Alex Ovechkin. But just to see him like that, and I'm watching the video playback as I'm uh, talking to you guys right now, and I got to be honest, it does look rather bad. I am not a doctor uh, by any means, but I'm just saying I've watched a lot of Capitals hockey, and I've never seen him react to anything quite like that. So uh, I, I am a bit concerned um, as I watch this video back here. But all you all I can do at this point and all Caps Nation can do at this point is just hope that he's going to be okay. Uh, we have two games coming up against the Islanders, which aren't really that significant except for seeding and where they end up finishing uh, the end of the year. Ultimately, they're in the playoffs, and that's what's important. I know that people say, well, we'd rather play this team or that play that team. It doesn't really matter. You're in the playoffs, so you're going to play a tough opponent, period. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you meant to, to win, you will win. So that's what it comes down to. Uh, we just need Alex Ovechkin out there for sure. Um, because, you know, like I say, you can't just plug and play a 50-goal score into your lineup. All right, after the break here, we are going to talk about Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. One of them really needs to rise to the challenge. I don't really care which one it is. They both had their turn of being inconsistent throughout the season. And uh, it's just, it's time for the rubber to meet the road and to, and to make that determination on who is going to start game one in the playoffs. We'll talk about that after the break. But first, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients in seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market, it's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. And let's be honest, to people out there... Life is busier than it's ever been. If you have kids or even if you don't, there's activities going on in all facets of life. You don't have time to be wasting going to the grocery store. That's where HelloFresh comes in handy. Pick up your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to. Change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. You know, I use it myself because I have two young babies at home and, you know, I don't have time to go to the grocery store and mess around with all that. And neither does my wife. We both work full-time jobs. That's where HelloFresh comes in handy. So, go to HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and use promo code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and use promo code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Thank you, HelloFresh. All right, in this next segment, we are going to talk about that the situation in net. And, you know, I really hope by the time we get to next season, I don't have to talk about that situation in net anymore. But first, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now Podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL, NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So like I say, I don't really care who... Who's going to be in net? Who's number one or number two? You know, I hope that they had, the Washington Capitals have the depth in net so that they can make a push Uh, into the playoffs and, you know, dare I say a Stanley Cup. I know it sounds like a crazy thing to talk about now, but it sounded pretty crazy in 2018 too. Um, If you remember, the Capitals were snake bitten for quite a few years as they made it to the playoffs, first round, second round, and then eliminated sooner or later until they finally got over that hump and they won a Stanley Cup in 2018. And if you want to hop in my time machine with me and go back in time, remember the series against the Columbus Blue Jackets when they were down and nearly out? The Washington Capitals came back and persevered and overcame. Let's take a look back and remember in that same year as they played the Tampa Bay Lightning, same thing against great odds. They ended up winning that series. And then they played the Vegas Golden Knights. And everyone, all the NHL insiders said, well, they got lucky. You know, they got lucky, you know, getting past Columbus and Tampa. But now they're playing the Golden Knights. It's going to be game over for the Capitals. Well, I will say that they put up a pretty good fight, but the Washington Capitals reigned victorious in 2018. And how did they get there? By elite level goaltending, most namely Braden Holtby and Philip Grubauer. They were a one-two punch. When one guy was weak, the other guy would come in and save the day. That's what the Washington Capitals need right now. They don't really have that in Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek, unless both of them can turn into Superman in the playoffs here. So, All I'm going to say here is after this season, whatever the outcome is, I don't want to have to talk about this again next season. I want there to be the number one netminder. I want there to be a Braden Holpe type player on the team. Just the guy that you know is the steady hand in net. Enough of this. All season, who's going to be number one? Number two. In my previous podcast I talked about, it was the same story. I I recorded it last summer and I talked about the netminding situation. It's the Washington Capitals minute cast I had and it was going last summer. And I talked about that situation in that. And it it was the same problem last uh, summer as it is today. You know, a a year later, it's still the same problem. So that's what I'm saying. I don't want to talk about this again next year. Whatever the outcome is this year, one of these guys needs to rise up to the challenge and take on whatever team they're playing. And they need to, to really turn it up. I know that Ilya Samsonov, You know, he's the better athlete of those two goaltenders. But when Vitek Vanacek is really dialed in, I got to say he plays pretty good as well. So, throughout the 21-22 season, inconsistency has framed the debate surrounding the Washington Capitals' situation in net. Ilya Samsonov started the season in control of the crease, but saw his status as the club's starter slip away game by game. Although Vitek Vanacek eventually displaced the Russian, Washington's depth chart has been in a constant flux ever since the Capitals' pended pending re uh excuse me restricted free agents netminders have traded places under the watchful eye of head coach peter Laviolette all year long sam sonoff recently recapturing the blue paint so that's what I'm saying. It seems like, you know, they, they kind of are going in one direction and then all of a sudden, you know, one of them falls apart and it's back to square one again. So that's where we kind of are right now. As you know, Vitek Vanacek uh, played the last game, played pretty well, I got to say. I know we didn't get the result that we want, but I don't think that that uh, it lies uh, squarely on uh, Vitek Vanacek's shoulders. According to forward Lars Eller, LaViolette's players have confidence in their netminders. I can tell you this, all the players on the team have faith in VTech and Sammy to elevate their Game And to play their best when we need it, Eller said on Thursday, the thing with playoff series is you don't really need to play at your very best every single game. I know how that sounds, but you just need to take four out of seven. Well, I mean, that's half the battle, right? Because if you're down three or four games, well, that's going to be a huge obstacle to overcome. So, you know, I I can appreciate the anecdotes and the cliches on Lars Eller's part and him kind of speaking on behalf of the Washington Capitals. Of course, he's going to say they have absolute faith in their goaltenders. He would be a fool to go out there and go, guys, we're screwed out there. So I appreciate his optimism. And I, you know, I understand where he's coming from. But uh, I just, you know, I, I don't know if they have that guy that's going to take them over the top. This isn't 2018. This isn't Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer. I'm going to try to remain positive. Fortunately for the Capitals, they've won four and seven more often than not in the season, as noted. Uh, LaVulette squad is into their 11th seven-match span of the season. They've won at least four contests in six of those periods, winning at least three games during every stint. Uh, this is from the Hockey Writers page here. Even during the post-COVID shutdown crisis, the Capitals played well enough to avoid being dragged out of contention. With the team finding their stride of late, the organization's focus has shifted from damage control to inflicting damage of their own. There's going to be games over the course of the playoffs where you're just not going to have it, Eller explained. You're going to have an off game here or there, but the games where you're playing well, those are the games you need to win because there are going to be games where you just don't have it and things aren't going to go your way. Eller who has 30 points and 68 appearances this season believes both netminders have the ability to drag the Capitals past the first round and you know I sure hope he's right um that hasn't really been demonstrated this year uh by any means but I uh, like I say I hope I I hope that uh, that uh, our Eller is right because You know, like I talked about earlier in this segment, there was a lot of people that uh, were casting doubt on the Washington Capitals in 2018, and we all know the result there. We've seen that both of these guys have that level, but it's too much to ask to have it every single game. No one has that, Eller added. We just need four out of seven. And uh, that is what the Capitals need. But, you know, like I say, that's easier said than done. The argument for handing Samson off the reins is relatively simple. His ceiling is higher than Vanacek's, making him an attractive proposition heading into the playoffs. However, the 25-year-old has been anointed the guy several times during his career in D.C. and has so far failed to take advantage. His form this season has been especially patchy, as illustrated by recent performances against the Avalanche and the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what I was talking about. He had his opportunity, and then the Capitals picked up Henrik Lundqvist, As you remember, when Braden Holpe left to go out to Vancouver, um, it was supposed to be the Samsonov show. And then they picked up Lundqvist from the Rangers. And then, um, as we all know, he had that heart condition and never played one game with the Washington Capitals. It put the Washington Capitals in an awkward position. Our number one netminder was going to be Henrik Lundqvist, is no longer with the team. So we are stuck with um, Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek, who many uh, say is a number one starter in Hershey or the AHL, um, is not a starter uh, in the NHL. I talked as much with J.J. Regan, and he says just because Vitek Vanacek, or excuse me, just because Ilya Samsonov doesn't play great, doesn't anoint Vitek Vanacek a number one goalie in the Washington Capitals organization or in the NHL. It just means that he's the lesser of two evils. So, however, the 25-year-old has been anointed the guy several times during his career, like they say in here. He has failed to take advantage, and that's what he needs to do uh, if he hopes to to have a spot on this Washington Capitals team next year. Um, I think both Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov's jobs are in jeopardy. I think that ultimately they will go with one of them, but I would be very surprised if both of them make a return next year Um, It's just, like I say, I've talked about this for so long. I'm really kind of sick of talking about it. And I just hope that after this season, they figure it out. And it's not figuring out because what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So if they do, in fact, come back next year with Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, to feel free to bang your head against the wall because that is insanity. So, I'm hoping that they can get that netminder, veteran netminder. I've heard different names spun out there Varlamov. I've heard the return of Brayton Holpe. But at the end of the day, you don't need to make change for change's sake. You need an upgrade. And I am against the idea of getting rid of Samsonov or Vanachek just to make change. They need an upgrade, they need that veteran netminder that's going to kind of mentor the younger netminder, whichever one they choose and uh, it's just a good fallback option because we cannot continue to keep going in this direction of indecisiveness it's this, not the it's not the uh, hallmarks of a really great team is just to have an inconsistent netminder because you know you can have great forwards and great, and great defense but if you don't have elite level netminding it is only going to take you so far all right after the break here we're going to talk little hershey bears and then we are going to talk About Nick Backstrom being um, nominated for an award. Yes, Nick Backstrom, he deserves an award out there, doesn't he already? I mean, he's done so much for this Washington Capitals team. We'll talk about all of those stories. We'll talk about Backstrom and the Bears after the break. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible. For your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning when you have locked on on your personal computer choosing choosing the only brands in their warehouse? So that's what you need. You need Rock Auto. You don't need to go to the auto parts store and say, hey, I only have this part available for my from um, my this service, or I only have that part from that service. You can go to Rock Auto and have a great selection on your couch. On... You don't need to waste your time going to the store. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Here's an example Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store. $216 $216 from Rock Auto. That is solid savings. And with the high gas prices now, it only makes sense to save money where you can. Rock Auto is a family business serving, serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So head over to Rock Auto. Why waste your time going anywhere else? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us section. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about... Nick Backstrom, and we are going to talk about about the Hershey Bears uh, heading to the Calder Cup, and that's where we're going to start off here. The Hershey Bears are headed to the Calder Cup playoffs for the 69th time in franchise history. And that really speaks volumes of that Hershey Bears team. And if you ever get a chance to go up to Hershey or down, whatever the case, wherever you're traveling from, it is the best time. And Hershey uh, has a, the top of the line arena to see a game. I went there and sat it there. It is better than some NHL arenas. I got to be honest with you. And they have a really great team out there. So the Washington Capitals prospect Brett Leeson scored the clinching goal and extra the frame. Um, Bobby Nardella, Alexi Protus, and Lucas Johansson had their three markers for the Bears. For the 69th time in franchise history, we head to the Calder Cup playoffs. And that's great news for the Washington Capitals. It's also great news for the Hershey Bears. They always have a great team down there, and that's where you've seen the likes of many players. John Carlson, uh, Braden Holtby. Uh, There's just a lot of players that have worked their way up through the team, Farah The list goes on. Those are just off the top of my head. The Bears will be joined by Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Bridgeport, Charlotte, Springfield, and Providence in the Atlantic Division playoff field. The top two teams in the division will get a bye into the division semifinals while the third through sixth place team will square off in the best of three first round series. Once the Atlantic division playoff final is finished, the winner will take on the North divisional playoff final winner to see who gets to head to the Calder Cup final. And I remember watching that. I had the HL.TV for quite some time and uh watching Michael Neiverth and Net he's another one that kind of worked his way up never really found a solid role with the Washington Capitals it's too bad i really like Nuvi and uh but they they did have a lot of great talent that has worked their way up Um, through that team and just kind of a real testament to Hershey for always putting together a really great team. The Hershey bears clinched a spot in the 2022 Calder cup playoffs with a four to three overtime victory over the lay Valley phantoms on Friday night at the PPL center. The win was Hershey's first in Allentown this season in seven tries. The bears record sits at 34, 30, 60 and four with two games left in the regular season. Friday's game featured an entertaining first minute of action. Just seconds into the game, Lee Valley's Garrett Wilson and Hershey's Dalen McElrath engaged in a heavyweight fight. Moments later, Max Wilman started scoring, striking on Lee Valley's first shot on the game for his 11th goal of the season, making it 1-0 Phantoms. Just 36 seconds into the contest, Hershey would respond later in the frame to break a long scoreless drought, celebrating his 26th birthday, Defenseman Bobby Nardella tallied his sixth goal of the season at 1021 to tie the game one-to-one. Nardella drove in over the blue line and dished a pass to Garrett Pilon, and the forward gave it right back, allowing Nardella to tip the puck over Ley Valley goaltender Felix Sandstrom's blocker. The goal snapped Hershey's scoreless drought at 141-32. Hershey grabbed a two-to-one lead at 1023 of the middle frame as Alexi Protus connected with his eighth goal of the season. As Hershey rushed in over the blue line, Protus accepted a pass in the far circle and snapped a shot over Sandstrom's right pad to pull Hershey in front directly after the goal. Lay Valley Tanners responded, striking off a turnover slot to make it two to two. That's where the game stood heading into the third period with Hershey holding the Phantoms to just 10 shots through 40 minutes. The team's traded goals in the third period as Lucas Johansson gave Hershey the lead at 6.03 after a Protus faceoff win. Johansson's shot found its way through traffic to elude Sandstrom and make it 3 2 Hershey. The goal was Johansson's eighth of the season. Only 57 seconds later, Wilson tied the game for the Phantoms, deflecting Adam Clendenning's shot past Hershey goaltender Phoenix Copley to make it 3 3. The game progressed into overtime where Leeson played hero. The forward dashed in an odd man rush and elected to take the puck to the net. His initial chance was broken up, but then he got the puck back and roofed it over Sandstrom to give Hershey its tenth overtime win of the season. Shots favored Hershey 31 to 16. The Bears were 0 for 2 on the power play, while the Phantoms were 0 for 1. The Bears returned to action. Um Tonight, uh, tomorrow night, excuse me, at Giant Center versus the Lay Valley Phantoms at 7 p.m. So just a really great story for the Hershey Bears. Just a little bit of a game break down there. And just that's the future Washington Capitals right there working their way up through the system. And we hope for nothing but the best for Hershey. Um, as, you know, eventually a lot of those guys will find their way onto the team. And if you just take a look at all the different players that the Capitals have called up, Protus and Leeson and Pilon and Phoenix Copley and Zach Fukali, it's just, those are your next man up. When you hear that on a team, who's the next man up, next man up, you hear it all over the place. That's Hershey. And that who that's who is mostly the next man up for the Washington Capitals. All right, to finish off this episode, we are going to talk about Nicholas Backstrom named the Capitals Masterton Trophy nominee. The Professional Hockey Writers Association announced its nominee for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy on Monday. Backstrom last off-season noticed problems with his left hip, which was surgically repaired in 2015. It was enough to keep him off the ice for training camp in the start of the season. While turning 34, Backstrom went through a grueling rehab process. Off the ice before he could even start skating again in hopes of returning to the Washington Capitals, Baxter missed Washington's first 28 games before making his season debut in mid-December. The veteran Swede in March recorded his 1,000th career point and remains at almost a point a game rate in his NHL career the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy is awarded every year to the National Hockey League player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. The award was named after Bill Masterton, who is the only player in NHL history to die as a direct result of injuries suffered during a game. The stories in RMNB, Russian Machine Never Breaks, and just really great For Nicholas Backstrom, just a real leader, and you know, I was asked by Gil Martin yesterday of Locked On Islanders, and it was the Locked On NHL podcast, who is going to fill that void on the Washington Capitals in the leadership role? If Alex Ovechkin is out and the first guy that came to mind was Nick Backstrom, a player that Tom Wilson, amongst other players, referred to as dad, just a real steady Eddie. You know, he doesn't get, you know, worked up too often. I know there was that example a couple games ago or last a couple weeks ago, actually, time flies by here where he got all worked up and wanted to throw it on with that guy. But just real great leadership qualities and just an elite Centerman, 1,000 career points, um, and just he's the guy, you know, it, it's a hand-in-glove thing. Who knows how great of a player Alex Ovechkin would be if he didn't have Nicholas Backstrom playing through a line share of his games together. And conversely, how great would Nick, Nicholas Backstrom be, you know, if he wasn't dishing it to a player that could actually drive the puck home? So just a really great story, and hats off to Nick Backstrom, for just being a really great player for the Washington Capitals. And we hope we have many years left with Nicholas Backstrom. Um, It's really great to see that he did have that perseverance to overcome a great injury. You know, some of these guys, they'll hang it up if they're in their 30s and they get an injury like that. But not Nick Backstrom. You know, he's a guy that has really high hockey IQ. And the Washington Capitals would not be where they are right now if it wasn't for the likes Of Nicholas Backstrom. All right. Thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Now make your next listen, Locked On NHL, their team of local experts there will help break down all the games. You don't need to go to the NHL network. You don't need to go to uh, TSN or ESPN, wherever you may live. Head on over to Locked On NHL. And once again, thank you for joining me again on this episode of Locked On Capitals. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening.